Pali Jose, you are an exorcist. Yes, I am an exorcist uh, appointed by Archbishop Michael Burns. But don't tell anybody. I mean, uh, yes, uh, that's what I'm doing. Actually, even since uh, Archbishop Apron was around, uh, he never really formally appoint, appointed me. But every time there's a case, he always send them to me, so I presume. And I did uh, one or two cases under his uh, direction and two cases under already at the father um, Archbishop uh, Mike. So perhaps. when Archbishop Michael Burns came to the island, um, you were telling me that he was asking who was the official exorcist. Because how does it work, Polly? Every archdiocese they have everyone, to, and usually they have one uh, um, exorcist who's appointed by the archbishop. Uh, it has to be appointed by the archbishop. Uh, you don't just you know appoint yourself. <laughs> and I think the logic for that is that. That's why I'm not using my power. Uh, I'm using his authority because he is the exorcist of the uh, diocese or archdiocese. Yeah. So how did that conversation go when um, Archbishop Michael Burns came to the island and he asked who's the exorcist? Well, well actually, uh, well, they did ask, but then uh, he used to join us at the fiery for dinner on Thursday. And one Thursday I mentioned to him that under Apron, uh, every time there's a case, they send it to me, but he never formally appointed me. And so I asked him, do you want me to continue? And he said, yes, because there's very much in need. So I said, Archbishop, but I have no ritual. So he gave me his ritual. So from that on, there are two cases where really I did uh, do uh, exorcise, exorcise, exorcise. Not exercise, exercise. Exercise operation. Wally Jose, when you talk about the ritual, what what are you talking about? Well, it is a prayer. uh, And, of course, first, do you make sure you wear, of course, the habit, and then the surplus, and then the stole, and get a a cross or crucifix, not cross, a crucifix, and holy water. And then you say the prayer, and just go through the prayers, and then at some point you bless the person or the place and or sprinkle with holy water. And really, it's not me doing that. That's why when one time somebody, I heard somebody mention that, well, Palio says he's already retired and he's too old. And my response to that is simply, there's no retirement in God's work. And secondly, I'm not the one doing it. It's Jesus really just using me as an instrument. That's all. That's why I was not, you know, when I encountered them, I was I had no fear because I know that I was not the one doing it. Right, and that's something that we talked about before uh, we started recording this, was you were saying that even though you are the exorcist for the Archdiocese of Agadnia, you're not technically the exorcist because God is doing the Oh, yes, exorcism. yes. I am just an instrument of God. That's all. It's just like... I will compare it to the celebration of the solid sacrifice of the Mass. At the consecration, yes, I am me, but it is not my, any of my power affecting the transubstantiation to make the host, the body of Christ, and the wine, the blood of Christ. It is God speaking as it were through me, 
And it is he who, by the power of the Holy Spirit, changed that uh, bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ. So it's the same. For me, anyway. Right. I don't know about other priests. Uh, let's just go back to the beginning. So you said that you um, did a few cases under Archbishop uh, Aperon, but was there something before that where you kind of took an interest in wanting to perform exorcisms? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I took an interest, but one part of the uh, stages of going up to be a priest, I think, if I'm not, <laughs> it's been a long time ago. You are a porter, a lector, uh, and part of that is exorcist, subdeacon, deacon, and then priesthood. And I found out that in the after my time. They don't. They no longer. Oh yeah, forgot tonsil. So they do tonsil. They cut the hair of your head, and so. But after my time, then I heard that the young priests they did not go through the exorcist stages because, uh, uh, according to them, it is understood, which is okay. So since I am aware that part of my ordination process was an exorcist, then I just applied and. Anyway, when I do it, I know I'm not doing it. If God allows it to, for the devil to be kicked out, he would kick him out, not me. And not me, but it's by his power, of course. A lot of people don't know that we have an exorcist here on Guam. Well, that's why I tell you, don't tell anybody. Because <laughs> <laughs> now your phone's going to be ringing off the hook, huh? <laughs> I think it's a good number of people uh, do know, because every now and then in my homily, when it comes to dealing with evil spirit and the devil then of course i share my experience that yes they do exist and uh, because they exist you know and the archbishop already approved me to be a do performing this uh, operation then i do it whenever i'm called and that's what it is let's start with your first Exorcism. Uh, the first when I was stationed in Malesu Umarek, but I was staying in Malesu. And there is a 15 or 16 year old boy, somehow affected by evil spirit. And I was down in uh, the church and up in Pigua. Oh, yeah, they call it Pigua up there. R- no? Up the hill. Yeah, up the hill. So the mother called me and said that my son is affected by evil spirit, is acting very strangely. So I went up there. And boy, when I look at that boy, he's not brown, blue eyes. But what I see immediately, that's how I can usually tell that there's something. In, instead of seeing the black pupil, I see a, a, a blue tunnel into the eye. And so seeing that blue tunnel, wow, then it felt something. What so did, anyway. What did you feel? Just some reaction of the body. Uh like an um, opposition of some sort. It's a feeling, and I don't know how to describe it because it's hiding inside my body, and that's why I cannot <laughs> do, do not to describe it. But anyway, so um, so I blessed the boy. He's sitting down. Then I remember, okay, I went to my car. As soon as I opened the door of my car, that thing, whatever it was, slammed me against the car from the back. And I said, Whoa! And as soon as that happened, then the mother would start screaming again, he's acting up. So I went back, got a little bit of like anger, I guess, whatever God wanted me to do. 
And I blessed him the second time. And from that time on, he was totally free. He got married. He has twin and ten or four, three or four or five children. And now those, those kids are already married and they have children themselves. Wow. And this is back, I would say I was stationed there in 1988 and probably in the early 90s when I get to know them very well. So that's the first one. And then the second one was uh, I was already in Zonia and this man came and he was really desperate. Father, I went to 10 churches and no priests were available. Please, I need help. Okay. So I remember when I got into the car to follow him to Dedidu. I mean, uh, yeah, Dedidu. So anyway, on the way there, beginning to feel something when I said, turn, Blessed Mother, help me. I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, right after that, I got to the, uh, I get to the house of a, a, a three or four story building. So I was coming up the stairs and all of a sudden on the second or third floor, I was held down and I almost could hardly move and I was dizzy and I turned to the Lord and said, Lord, you know what you're doing. And then he was gone and I went to the house and I got into the facing this woman and the husband was the one that brought me and then she wanted to attack me but the husband was holding her and one of the things that she said to me was that you are nothing and they shouted we're shouting at each other i said i know i'm nothing but jesus christ is everything you get out of that woman and then another part said i am tautomona i'm stronger than you are and i said i know you're stronger than i am but jesus is stronger than you and we just shouted at each other for about maybe half an hour and then finally she got exhausted i suppose she counted out i sprinkled the holy water and i left and as soon as i came down there were about 40 people down there they saw me said father what are we going to do if she got attacked again and became violent i said go minai that's all you have to do so i left and they never called so i presume she was okay that's it uh so that's let me see uh, that's, then, that's too Polly. Yeah. uh just in these these first couple that you told us about it sounds like you go in and you so you do your ritual but then no, that time happened i just asked god for help to help the person that so you're day. just praying but i look at i usually look at the eyes and see the tunnel uh blue tunnel and then uh, that's that's one but just again for concerning the blue when i went to matak because they called me that night uh and this is a holy lady, American lady. And she was affected because they were up at uh, Zoom Zoom Mountain. So anyway, so I went and went and saw her again, that deep tunnel. And I sprinkled the water and she shouted, screamed on top of her lung. And then she conked out. And then a week, uh, a week or two later, at that time I was still jogging in the pub. So... I saw her there, and she saw me. Say, hey, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. Okay. Oh, thank God. So yes, those are the that yeah. So in the in your early days, you weren't acting off the uh, ritual book. You were kind of praying freestyle. Yeah. 
And so it sounds like in the first couple of exorcisms that you did, that maybe that didn't work at first because you said that when you tried to leave, you felt yeah something, well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you go back the, the second time, what happens? That's when I just look at him again and I bless him and he conked out, relaxed, and he was free ever since from that whatever that evil spirit that was affecting him. And then he got big, he got married, he had scripts. He wanted me, if I can remember, I was, I was interviewed by uh, the Catholic radio. And he was listening to it and said, Pali, I want you to tell who I, who am I, who I am. I said, well, I don't want to make sure. Said, well, his name is Frank Cruz, way back in the eight, late 1890s, uh, the son of Frank and Susan Cruz. And as she said to me, if you want to mention my name, mention my name, yes. I am a witness to that reality. And both parents are dead already. So, yeah, that's... But again, you know, um, that's the, the heavy one. Right. The light one, for example, there's a light... Oh, light. Those, those were the heavy ones. Heavy, yeah. Heavy Bali, is, have you ever seen the movie, The Exorcist? Yes, I saw it twice. You then saw I, it twice. I read a book. Uh, I have to read something about this, no? And yeah, it's just the same. So, is it the same when you're exor doing these exorcisms? From what I read, yeah, yeah. How about the movie? Are are, are they, you know? Well, a little bit. I will say a little bit elaborated, but we don't know. I mean, who am I to make a statement when I was not there for sure? Because you know how the Hollywood sometimes. Of course, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But when you're in that room and you're trying to cast out that demon, for example, in the in the exorcism of uh, uh, Mr. Frank Cruz. What what does it look like? What does the the victim look like, and how are oh, they? Oh, he was uh, uncomfortable, or restless, and sort of angry, angry faces. Uh, you know, of course, we ask him. He didn't know. He did not remember anything because he was already affected by it. So that's how it was. And that's how it was. <laughs> and so Hollywood embellishes a lot with. The contort, how they yeah, they show the bodies never, contorting the or walking that, on the ceiling. Yeah, or, the turn around the head. Yeah, no. you've never seen a head turn around. No, no, no. But the one in did do that, she wanted to attack me. That's Fortunately, the husband was a husky man, and he was grabbing her hard because she just wanted to. Wow. She, she was violent. See, ladies, make sure you uh, get with husky men. <laughs> <laughs> no, pray. But one of the things that really I want to point this out there, what is happening? Why are people so afraid of so-called the Tautomona? Mm. And I, I believe this, really, that their fear of Tautomona is stronger than their faith in God. That's what I have been observing, how people, when they come to me and share with me the experience, sometimes they said, do you go to Mass? No, Jesus, Mario said, no wonder why I, you don't turn to God. And the devil is very happy when you don't come to God. And you don't want the devil happy. You want God to be happy. Paul, you said in one of the exorcisms uh, you did of the woman in Derido, she had screamed at you, I am Toto Motna. Yes, that's what, that's, this is the way I want to say this. I'm glad that you are interviewing me on this because many people believe in the so-called Toto Motna. Right. And you mentioned to me the other day that that's against the teaching of the church. Yeah, and that's what I was wondering is, how do we, in our culture, believe in the Tautomona, which, you know, my grandparents, my 
family. We all know, we all have our Taltamona stories. Um, but the church teaches one thing about, you know, when you die and what happens with your spirit. So okay. that's why I was asking you, how do you kind of reconcile okay. the belief in the Tautamona with what the church teaches? Okay, let's, let's go back and look at Christ. Okay. That he chased out many demons who were, affect, who were affecting people. There's no question about that. Okay? So, evil spirit. And sometimes uh, when they say evil spirit, it's comparable to or connected with Satan and his, his dominions and all his company. And so, that's the reality of the scripture. And also that, yes... St. Paul was very clear in one of his letters when he says, we are not fighting against flesh and bones. We are getting, fighting against a power and a principality of the, the stages of the angels that were kicked out of heaven because they revolted against God. So that's the reality. Um, the way our people, and I hear this myself, you know, from the older people and some people that experience it, some some are when when the way I look at it, if it causes evil, or sickness, or destruction, it is the devil. And in our culture, we say uh, a bad tautomona, or you are hated by that tautomona. If you know, like just a minor bruise all over your body, and sometimes you cannot sleep, but it doesn't hurt you or anything. Now we there are people who say. That automona likes you. I suppose. Is that really true? I don't know. Right. I don't know, but I have, I had my own or this I want to include this. I my own personal experience when I was first stationed in Malaysia Umatic, and one night this really happened and I, it was so clearly clear in my mind. I have my alarm clock electric up there and the I put it up there so that when I'm lying down I can see what time. Anyway, at 2 o'clock in the morning, this sounds like a bird and then scratch. My, I, the outside of my house was tin roof. It was scratching, and then the dogs, dog were howling. And all of a sudden, something came on top of me. I say something because I could not see it. I couldn't even feel it. But I was totally paralyzed. I tried to move my finger. It could not move my toe. It could not move my feet. It couldn't move my body. It could not move. I was totally paralyzed. And that's when I said, Jesus, if you don't want this to affect me, it will not affect me. And that thing just like flew away from me. So I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you. That's what it was. So so I mentioned it to the people in, in the homily the following day, Sunday or whatever, the uh, following Sunday. And they said, Pali, that's the place, that, uh, the route from uh, the to Pali down to the ocean that they the Tautomona Pass, you go, okay, whatever it is. <laughs> but, you know, if that's an evil spirit, it's going to destroy me. Well, and the woman and the daddy said, I am Tautomona. Right. Then that's, there's really connection. So you believe that demons, demons, and the devil are masquerading as Tautomona. Tautomona. And maybe the, the, the devil then, at one point, might be using the word Tautomona because. He's, I am tomorrow, yeah. and tomorrow have fear for Tautomona. And maybe that's why he was great as I am Tautomona. It's actually said it. I am Tautomona. I'm stronger than you. Very okay. Good <laughs> for you. But Jesus Christ is stronger than you. Uh, so that's what it was, yeah. I had something like that too, Paulie. I've had a recurring, I don't know, I guess 
the Western society would call it a recurring nightmare or sleep paralysis right, or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I've had that where I'm sleeping and then I see an old lady with a black veil. The first time was when I was 15 and she was standing by the window looking in at me and I couldn't move and I was totally paralyzed and I was trying to call for help. I couldn't. Um, and then it happened again when I was 18 after I moved out from my mom. And then it happened again a few years ago. So I went to go um, see um, the Surahana, Surana, yeah. right? And so um, she had told me that I have a friend, right? Right, that's yeah. following me. And I thought, what kind of friend <laughs> is that? <laughs> well, that's I, I heard that from the Manamuku way back. They, yeah, you, they love you. The So just for whatever reason, and of course, when I mentioned this to my American priest brothers, uh, <coughs> it's all in the mind. Okay, that's okay. Right, yeah. Uh, they don't experience it, so. So the Surahana that I saw, she was coming and she was applying the, I think it was the Dao oil, or mm. some kind of oil to me. Mm. And she, she was saying that we're going to do this a couple of times. But after a couple of times, she got freaked out and uh, she never came back. Oh, the. Who freaked out the Surahana or the yeah, devil? The Surahana. Oh, oh, yeah. Wow. So when she was applying the oil, she just said that she felt very, very uncomfortable Strong, yeah. and she had to go. Mm. And I never saw her again. Yeah, that's where, again, from my encounter with the Surahana, usually the Surahana will go to a situation like that where they experiencing some evil spirit. And when they sense that they cannot do it, then they tell the person, go to the priest. And that's I have some cases like that, and also in uh, the one behind the University of Guam, this young man—I say young, he might be in his thirties—and he was staying by himself in the house, and he's always been visited and disturbed and could not sleep. So I went the blessed first time. Then they told him, "Come back again." If some, so I came second time. And come back, I can call him again. Third time, then, then uh, I remember the Archbishop said, and I read the ritual that you can exorcise the place also so anyway on the third time i went there with the full works and i remember when i was going through the ritual and it felt the same thing like a chill coming from my feet going down up or, or up on my body and i you know just you know, but i i knew it was, you know there's an encounter there but i was not doing it anyway jesus was doing it so i went through the whole ritual and he said he felt the same thing as I was going to that part. And then finished, I sprinkled our water all around the house. and left. And I said, if anything happened, call me again. Never happened. So whatever that. Now, some people said, oh, it's all, all in the mind. Oh, all in the mind. Good morning. Wally, <laughs> <laughs> so you're basically saying not only can people be possessed, but places? Places, yes. How does that happen? Well, that, that I just told you. <laughs> well, the devil somehow, uh, okay, to use the mentality of the old folks, that they say that sometimes it used to be an old cemetery. Mm. That's what I heard. Right. I do not know the answer to that, really. And, you know, so you see it in the movies and people in the States that I know, and I know that I'm sure uh, Joe can testify to this. In the Philippines, they have a lot of Tautomona too, right, Joe? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, 
but I guess they have another name. So but, are those demons in the Philippines? You bet your sweet bippy. <laughs> <laughs> Polly, you know that. Have you ever heard that? And I know you have the Pasadero where they say that all the ancient spirits pass through. So I used to stand in Iran and there's a very, uh, um, a lot of Tatamon activity when you talk to everybody. They say, oh, this is where, because this is where the ancient Chamorros used to walk through because they'll walk through here and they'll go down and do their fishing. And so my kids would tell me like they would see a man with no face or you know, no head, just different things like that, right? Mm -hmm. So did you experience those things when you were young and did your did your parents or No, no, as I said, I just experienced it in my first year in Manila in um uh, In Malesso, that was the first that time. That was the first time and I never experienced it again. But growing up did your your family no. talk about Tatabona or No, they mentioned it, yeah they mentioned it but I remember and my my dad my one of my uncles uh, when back then is when I was stationed in Saipan, almost every four or five months, I'll be the one ship, but sent by the bishop to go to the northern island on a ship to do you know baptism, wedding anyway, and all the other church operation. So one time I came to this island, Alimagan. So I went up then. I told the people that I need to to crap. So uh, they said, "Pali, don't forget to ask Tautomona." I shouted back. The Tautomona doesn't own the earth. God created this world and belongs to Jesus. So I went and did my thing and said, I hope you're not there if you are existing there because this land belongs to Jesus. I did it, went back. Nothing happened. Wow. But I went and mentioned it to my uncle. He said, you know why, Polly? Because you are consecrated. That's true too. Mm. So you don't ask permission. Before when I was younger, because you know everybody tells you, know, yeah. But yeah, no, no, I don't ask anymore. I, the, hey, I'm very clear in my faith. All things are created by God, by Jesus. Nothing exists except by Him. So if you're very clear in your faith and you don't ask permission to go to the bathroom in the jungle, what about those people who do? Are they not clear in their faith? Apparently, that's why I somehow this is just my own uh, speculation is a better word. That if the fear of the Tautomona or the devil is stronger than their faith in God, they have a naturally they will fear. But if they strong a faith in God and believe in what Jesus said in the Bible and all the things that God did, hey, because it's clear in the Bible. Every time Jesus encountered the devil, the devil said, Oh, and we know who you are. You are the son of God. Are you come, are you, did you come here to destroy us? And then remember that one time the, the legion that were in this person, and they asked permission from Jesus to go out of the person, and he sent them to the pigs, and the pigs, uh, hundreds of pigs fell down and drowned. Jesus, Mario said that a lot of barbecue they were not. <laughs> <laughs> Polly, how do people, because you're known as like the, of all the priests out there, when people talk about Polly Jose, they talk about he's the biggest joker, oh. <laughs> right? And you are. So how do people take you serious when you show up to do these, these things? Because, you know, you're so funny. And, and when you tell these stories, it kind of sounds like you bring that sense of humor. Yeah, well, that, uh, I am myself. 
<laughs> what can I say? Uh, there's time to be humorous. There's time to be serious. And so uh, when they call me, I go and I do the thing that God wants me to do. What was it, God? That's why I believe that no matter what happens, God knows what he's doing. When, for example, when I got the coronavirus, you know, uh, with my 10 pre-existing condition, I said, oh, I'm going home soon. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> ah, yeah, nice. Uh, <laughs> must still have a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was still talking here. So that's such a reality, really, that uh, if our faith is strong in God, in Jesus Christ, nothing will bother us. And nothing will affect me without his permission. Nothing. It's so easy to say that, but when you're feeling something and you get fugu or you're in that situation where, you know, you're lost in the jungle or mm. you feel a presence, right? Sometimes that's not the first thing that comes to mind. Of is course, that? of course. Because, because from, it is, oh, I must say, because we grow, I grew in faith, you know. I believed before, but not that strong. But as I get older and spend more time with God in prayer and meditation and spiritual reading, then I, I am belong to God. And to- totally believe. Nothing can touch me without God's permission. Just as Job, before Job and uh, the Old Testament was affected by God, the, the devil has to ask, ask God permission to be able to affect him. To mess with Job. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Polly, what about those those people, right? Because, so, you're a Catholic priest, and we know the history, the ancient Chamorros, the church came, uh, you know, colonization. But there's a lot of people nowadays who um, consider themselves very rooted in the culture, who these and these people, and I can think of uh, Johnny Cakes, for example, is one. I don't know if you know see Johnny Cakes. No, no. So he's an uh, older guy, and he finds a lot of artifacts in the jungle, and he'll tell people, like, oh, I go in, and the Taltamona talks to me, and they show me where to find uh, things, right? So given that we have this renaissance in our culture, there's, and it's always been this way, you have a lot of people who feel like they're connected with these um, yes, ancient spirit. spirits, right, that yeah. the church says are probably demons. No, no. That's what I'm, I'm telling you at the beginning. If, so if it's something it's good. that hurts, it's the devil for destruction, uh, for against God, because some demon will persuade you to, for example, like I just you know heard it from EWTN, that 60% of American Catholics do not believe in the real presence of Jesus Christ in the host. Holy cow, what the heck do they believe? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so those people, I'm sure they'll be affected by the devil. And uh, for example, what's going, uh, the way I'm seeing this, you know, what's going in the States is all the killing. Since they don't respect the innocent baby in the womb, then in my logic is, I'm not surprised that they don't respect the not innocent person outside the womb. I mean, you know, when you look at all the killing that's going on in the States, yeah, you really... Any nation that remove God and and morality is going to fall down. Any nation, and that's what happened to the Romans. That's what happened to the Germans. And they, their own power, Hitler and all the other guys. And well, that's without God, it's all disaster. I agree that there's uh, definitely less respect for human life. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Whether it's in the womb or you know yeah. outside the womb. Oh yeah. I mean, you can't argue that. It's yeah. Just but a, if they don't respect the innocent, it is logical. Well, with a, they don't respect those that are not innocent. That's, you you were telling me, Polly, when we were talking uh, the other day about uh, a case that you responded to an agate. Oh yeah, yeah. Those were two young ladies. They went to Marble Cave on a day trip, uh, um, what do you call it, outing. And they came back, and at 11 o'clock in the morning, they knocked my door, went over there. I looked down at the girl. They told me this young girl, 15, 16-year-old, was able to move the hands of four boys that were holding her down, and she was violent. So I went there, I looked in, then I asked everybody to pray. I sprinkled holy water, bless all the house. Instead, the house and around. And I left. Then as I was going out, the, the, I guess the two were neighbors. The father of this other girl started shouting at me, Polly, Polly, please, Polly. Okay, what's up? Went in. I, she was lying down in bed. And as soon as I get into her bedroom and I look at her, and she looked like, like an angry dog that's going to devour me. I said, whoa, then I felt something. So I just prayed over her and sprinkled the holy water and left. And as I was coming out, that, that feeling of an encounter, when the father said to me, Father, what's up? Polly, what happened? I said, whoa, Polly, what happened? Whoa, I have to let that thing out, that the feeling of some encounter that I had. And then I left and... I guess they never call me back again. Not like the old lady. I tell you about the night some old lady in uh, the Dedidu. Uh, she couldn't sleep, so I went and blessed the house. The noise went from the bedroom to the kitchen. Then she called me again. I went back from the noise from the kitchen to the uh, thing garage. She couldn't sleep again, so I went back again and I blessed the whole house. And then that was after that, she was totally free. So, again, how do you explain that? I don't know. But the Lord does what knows what he's doing. I don't know. But he knows. Are you ever afraid? Before, yes, but not anymore. Because that's why, you know, by the grace of God, my thinking is, I am not doing it. It's Jesus doing it through me. As I compare it to the consecration. I am nothing. He did it. His power. Same when I, if I encounter that reality, not me. And they'll prey on that, right? If you go into a scene where somebody is possessed and you don't feel, oh, you that, can that feel Jesus has your back, or you you oh, doubt yourself. I don't, I don't doubt. A priest did go into that kind of situation. Would a demon take advantage of that? Someone of who's not strong in well, the faith. Well, I know one priest uh, was telling me how one time he he walked into the room with an exorcist to accompany him. And when he saw what that person was doing, he ran out. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> oh, what does that mean? He was afraid. He said, he said I was afraid. But by the grace of God, uh, hey, not my doing. So you never ran out? No, because I know that he's more powerful. <laughs> so you said, Polly, that uh, you were officially appointed by Archbishop Michael Burns and that you responded to some cases after that appointment, right? Were yeah, those yeah. some of the ones that we talked about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, this lady called Father Mike. Father Mike told her to call me. She called me. 
and I was already doing exercises in a exercising a house and not in Jiku, and then so I gave her my number to call me back again. So I told the lady, "Have somebody meet me at Barugar Church, uh, Santa Barbara," and so I met and they got me up back there. As soon as I get in, I say I can send something. Then during the course of uh, blessing this lady, there's a voice that came up from that woman. I was gonna bring this woman to hell. I was tempted to say to him over my dead body, but I don't want to say because it's not my power. <laughs> so I said, Jesus will not allow that. And then I went through the whole ritual, and then I finished. And then the following day, Sunday, I remember that very well because I just finished saying mass at Mangila. And she called me up, and she thanked me. I said, "Thank God." And I, I never do follow up because I'm not the one doing it. The doctors, when they, you know, cure people when they operate, they follow up. That's normal because they did it. But with me, I'm not doing it. Jesus is doing it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You cannot go wrong. <laughs> and usually, also on on the way there, not only talking to Jesus but talking to the Blessed Mother. Like, Mom, take care of me. Yeah, because uh, you know, see, in fact, I just uh, just about two weeks, two months ago, I forgot which was the word. Oh yeah, AWTN, and the priest was saying in the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the person still affected, but then he said in the name of the Blessed Mother, Ayadai. That was it. See, that was it, and he or she, I forgot, was freed. And I know I read a book on the myst- uh, a, myst- a mystical writer. You know those that communicate directly with God. And this lady was saying that the devil is afraid, fear the Blessed Mother. And so, and in fact, remember the Gospel of I mean the the Book of Revelation. The the dragon is trying to devour you, but the angel took you away from yeah. So. She's, she's strong. Yes. So if you go in and, you know, the ritual's not working, you're throwing a Biba Santa Maria Kamalin, and that's it. <laughs> no, just one of, just, just go together, yeah. Right. But yes, uh, you know, as I said earlier on, I was concerned of fear, but, but at this stage in my life, uh, because I'm totally convinced, I'm not doing it. It's God's power. I have nothing. Do you consider it a, a war between good and evil? Probably? Of course. Of course. From the beginning, Adam and Eve. That's why who, who tempted Adam and Eve? Satan, eh? Who tempted Jesus after he fasted for it? Satan, eh? So that's why uh, I believe that they exist and all the uh, uh, exorcism that Jesus did and went during his life. But people want to say, no, there's no devil. <laughs> the devil is very tricky. He wants you to believe that there's no devil, then you just do your own thing. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, now the more. Science is, you know, and technology is so great, and people are forgetting now they cannot see God, so it doesn't exist. You're right. So with the advent of technology, what you have now is you have uh, these shows and just this train of thought about, oh, if we didn't capture it on camera or mm. if we didn't, you yeah, know, yeah, see yeah. the demon, see the ghost, yeah, then it must yeah, not be real. Not be real, right. So then you never see God, so it's not real. Right, and so there might be people who are listening to this who are saying, oh, Pali Jose said he did this, yeah. said he did that, but where's the proof? Yeah, yeah. And then they say, Pali Jose is full of you know what. <laughs> <laughs> they can say it because anyway, as a Christ, Jesus Christ was crucified 
for telling the truth. So I'm telling the truth, and if anybody gets offended, well, I'm Jesus will take care of them. But that somehow God is good. Yeah, yeah. He's very patient with us too. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Would you say that that Guam has more demons than other places, or well? And why? Or, or well, first of all, the answer to that is really I don't know. Okay. Uh, but that a demon, as we just shared with Joe there, that is exists in the Philippines. So there's it's all over the place, and usually, uh, you see, by nature, our human nature, my understanding is, we, even in the ancient time, they always want to turn to a god. There's something that's more than us. And unfortunately, in the States, for example, where we have uh, satanic worship, Jesus, Mario said. And it's the reality. And the demon is really a battle between good and evil, between God and Satan, between St. Michael and Satan and his dominion. Yeah. Do you think we have people who worship the devil here on Guam? I, I do not know. I hope not, but... We never come across anything? No, no, no. When you saw that 15-year-old girl uh, being held down by, what would you say, four uncles? Uh, four men that are strong, Big, strong yeah, men yeah, like yeah, me, yeah, and she was yeah, like flipping them. Yeah. That's what, what you, I was told, yeah, yeah. yeah. What did you think when you heard that? Oh, it's, it's evil spirit. <laughs> right. So you see, and seeing is believing. Yeah. In that case. So when we watch the movies, Polly, you see things like these people who are possessed and they're speaking in tongues and they're doing things that the human no, that yeah. they are wouldn't wouldn't do. Have you seen things like that? No, no. Other than you said a Filipino woman said, I am Tautomotna. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that's Palawan woman. Oh, Palawan oh, woman. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But that's why I was surprised because she's Palawan and I guess she must be raised up here in Guam. Right. And you know, they'll say, when we go, let's go back to the technology and the science and stuff, because I've seen documentaries where they say that, oh, it's not possession, it's these people are thinking that they're possessed, and so when the priest comes, it's like giving them the placebo. He does the thing, and then they're actually healing themselves. Mm -hmm. yeah. Again, it's not so all these things. When it comes to something supernatural, first of all, we cannot really find that the right word to express it because it's supernatural. But what what's happening usually in that case is trying to deny the supernatural. So, well, but that's, you cannot deny what you feel. And you cannot, I could not deny what I, the encounter that I had that, you know, like chew coming up on my body when I am in perfect health. <coughs> Excuse me. So, but if you are a believer, Thank God. If you are not, I'll say believe because it is true. The devil will get you. And, and he wants to get you. Oh, he wants to get you. When you talk to these uh, people, uh, and I know you said you don't do follow-up, but some of them do end up calling you, right? Yeah, what, yeah. what do they say? Like, can they believe that it happened to them? Because, like, I would never think that I well, would ever be possessed. The... <coughs> Father, husband, children, they all witness the reality. So, they witness it. Right. The, <coughs> but I'm but pretty I, sure... I so, never follow up because I'm not the one doing it. Right. But when they, when they do call you and they say thank you or whatever, uh, 
I'm pretty sure they probably thought, wow, I didn't ever think this would happen to me. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. So what do people look out for? How can they protect themselves against possession? Well, believe in God, go to Mass, receive the communion. If you sin, confess and be reconciled with God and trust in God. That's, that's what our faith is, you know, that nothing can, that's what I'm saying. Nothing can touch me unless God allows it. When he gave me the coronavirus, he gave it to me. If you give me a get back again to me, I, that's his gift. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. I was a very healthy man up to 70, jogging down in Depot three times a week for an hour, sometimes more. When I reached 70, first he gave me seven gifts. High blood, high cholesterol, diabetes, <laughs> prostate cancer, leaking, coffee, lodging, heart vertigo. Then by now, I had diverticulitis, uh, arthritis, gout, cancer of the uh, bladder. I get them all now. Wow. But, but here, you gift. Are. You're, here you are <laughs> with all your burdens. It's all the gift of God. Pauli Jose, what do you want to say um, in closing to those people who feel like they might need your services or the services of, of, of a priest. Maybe yeah. they've tried seeing the yeah, normally, the normally right now was because the priest, my name is, you know, if there's a case of something on, they usually call me. And yes, of course, they can call me. Uh, yes. I, I know, in fact, I'm seeing one on Friday. He's going to explain to me how was happening and then, uh, Tell us what, 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 what's happening. Uh, he said that his phone is possessed by the devil. That means I have to exercise that. Exercise that. Wait, uh, this, this guy is saying, so Friday you're going to go exercise somebody's no, no, phone? I'm going to meet him and he's going to explain everything that's happening. So he's saying his phone is possessed. Yeah, that's what he said to me. Maybe it's just going on uh, some things that it shouldn't be. It could be, but, but also... The wife is possessed. Yeah, that's what he said. So that's why I'm going to meet and just, because I don't just go over there and I have to do investigation. I have to make sure as, as an exorcist that if really something real, see a mental uh, professional or psychologist first before I do, uh, do the exorc exorcising. Now, if I can, if I send something immediately, of course, you know, like the lady, I'm going to bring this woman to hell. <laughs> right. That's, that's probably a, a sure sign, right? <laughs> There's no question that a devil is operative in that situation. So when you investigate, what, how do you do it? Well, you ask question. What is this happening? Then, okay, did you see the doctor? Yes. Uh, you see a psychologist? Uh, and sometimes the neurology for the brain. And first, usually that's the, in the procedure. That's what they go through first. Uh, and I am, you know, I'm following that. But uh, in case of the minor thing, but if, it's, but if I come in and I say something and I can see the reaction of the person, of course. What, what do you need of a testimony or... Uh, <laughs> you don't need to hook them up to a polygraph or anything, no. right? Do you ever feel um, that demons are attacking you because you've exercised them? Uh, Does it make you a target? Uh, the old, uh, let me put it this way. 
Myself, I don't feel that way. But I know that the Siruana said that sometimes when they do their healing, that that evil spirit will attack them. That's what I heard. Okay, with me, being believe as a believer, nothing can touch me without His God's permission. So that's why I'm not afraid. Because as I said, I'm not the one doing it. God is doing it. What are your thoughts on the Siruanas and the Siruanas? Well. Uh, the Siruanus, the one that are the real one, that they are believers. They pray to God, and they know that it's a gift from God. Healing is a gift from God. But those people that are do the adgimat, uh, what's adgimat in English? Uh, uh, love portion, I think. You know those yeah. things. Adgimat, adgimat. That's a more word. Right, right, right. Yeah, where you get put something in you and you put the perfume on, crazy, and then the yeah. guy, right. Those are devil's work. No question about that. Is that, that black magic? Black magic is a devil's work. Yeah. And that Anything exists. that will de- deprive a person of his dignity, like your freedom to... Because, oh yeah, let me just one more thing. Uh, it's, uh, this guy, uh, the lady put something in his uh, pickup truck. And almost every night he went crazy, find an excuse to... Go Go uh, in Jigu, indeed. I mean, uh, Malesu, who would drive up to uh, Tamuni to go around that house of that lady that did that. Can you imagine that? And then, so he mentioned it to me. So, bef- one one morning, he came down. I blessed the ho- the car, and the moment I was blessing, as soon as I finished blessing the car, she called him. Why are you doing that? I said, Wow. Can you imagine that? Was that the devil's work? Because he took away his freedom and he was like a magnet that, and he would say all kinds of excuse to the wife to. Right, I've uh, heard about that. I've heard that the the love potion yeah. that like they empty them to yeah. you know just go crazy. Or there's the other one is kanaji. I don't know what kanaji is to uh, spell a uh, bad spell on the person. Just, mm. Yeah. yeah. So what do people call you for those kind of things? Because that's not necessarily a possession that requires yeah. exorcism, but but I but mean it happens a lot. I hear. Yeah, I guess. Well, the exorcism is so that's where we exercise the the place or the material. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you do answer those kind of calls too. Yeah, and then I investigate first. Wow. And then if it goes for the blessing and the ritual, then I'll do it. What about this? I don't know if you've uh, studied things in other islands in Micronesia, but I know that in some of the islands they believe that there are people who can make it rain. Oh. Well, if they Like have- in Yap, I know they have a guy they call the rain man, and then they go and they give this guy, like if they want to have an event, they go and they give this guy gifts, and then he'll make it like not rain. Oh. Or if you make him mad, he's going to make the rain follow you. Oh, I just hope that it's connected to God, because if it's connected to devil, eventually you will go to hell. Wow. And the devil will have, uh, have a party down in hell. With his personal meteorologist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bali Jose, uh, have you shared all of the stories with us? Uh, yes, I mean, basically all of it, yeah. yeah. And so, um, again, just uh, your word to, to people out there. Go, <laughs> <laughs> 